welcome to our ASMR episode of The Cup. Just kidding, we're not doing that. No, we're not. We're absolutely not. not. Absolutely not doing that. No, we are We are four loud bitches. We, are, we cannot do that. That's not going to work. Not today. <laughs> well, anyway, welcome to The Cup, the currently unnamed podcast where we put the real and the tea in reality. And you can always come to us first to quench your thirst. I'm Logan Murphy. I say something gay. Gay. Uh, today, I'm just drinking water. I didn't grab anything. I just came back from a mini vacation before I go on a work trip. And uh, I'm incredibly dehydrated because I was in 110 plus degree uh, temperatures the entire time. So I am drinking water because hydration is very, very important. And hello, hello, and hello. My name is Lana, your resident diva, here to give the tea, spill the tea, and drink the tea because you know I love me some tea. Her. And if you have some tea, you know what to do. Hit me up. And I, too, am just drinking water because water is important. Hydration is important. I am not in the mood for anything else. So that's what I've got it. That's what I'm that's what I got. Got it. What am I talking about? <laughs> that's what I got. And that's what I'm going to drink. And uh, but if I didn't have this bottle, I would drink it out of my cup mug because all the cool kids have one. Logan does have one. He I don't know where mine where is. is. But okay. I literally, I've been home for It's, it's okay. We, we understand. <laughs> no, need, no, no explanation needed. We, we get it. Thank you. But if you, have, if you don't have one, you know what to do. Hit me up at lanagescreations.etsy.com where you can get your own cup mug and be cool like all the rest of us cool kids. And uh, we do ship internationally, so there are no excuses. International. <laughs> and I'm David Healy, and I don't have a cute intro, but I do have a cute shirt. I am wearing the lovely Miss Ahora from Drag Race UK, beloved by all panelists. She is a great queen. Um, and I was drinking a monster, but I finished it, so I'm drinking water now. <laughs> <laughs> Period. Three for three with water. Mm-hmm. No pressure. Mm-hmm. <laughs> orly, orly, orly. My name is Will Justice, the Freco Vixen of New York. And today, you know, I'm just feeling good. You know, home alone with my clever bitch merch. Yes! It looks so good. That's, that's mother. That's like, that's literally like my winner. But, you know. Period. Trust um, and believe. We all said the same thing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> We're trying to get Clover on the podcast already. That's Jeez. that's already a plan. Um, other than that, um, I am drinking some ginger ale in my cup mug. Period. You know, because it feels a little fancy, snitch or whatever. And I have water sponsored by the Brita Filter. Because um, hydration is important. <laughs> I, tried to, I tried to come up with something, and that's the best I could. We love Brita. Uh, my water actually is also sponsor- sponsored by uh, the Brita Filter. So... Um, Okay. Mine's sponsored by Mommy Wata. <laughs> I, I was about to say the same thing, David. Yeah. Like, all over my line. Uh, it's okay. Well, it's okay. we are back. It is episode five of Drag Race France. And I'm just going to say at the top of this episode, this is the best episode of Drag Race ever. Point blank and the period. The best episode of Drag Race ever. I'm saying it. I don't care who agrees with me because you're wrong. Well, yes. Who doesn't agree with me because you're wrong. I'm kidding. Um, no, this is my this is the best episode of Drag Race ever. Like, I, I have, yeah, I will say I got up yesterday morning, 
And that was the first thing I watched was Friends. I was like, let me get my Friends on, get it out the way. We didn't have get, get my Friends on, get, friend get my Friends on. Because <laughs> we ha- I had nothing else to do, and we didn't have any recording. So I was like, today a is wild the, turn of events. It was a wild turn of events. I was like, today <laughs> is the day that I'm going to catch up on everything that I need to watch, and then watch some things that I just want to watch, which I did, by the way. Good, but. France was the first thing I watched, and I was like very skeptical when it's when it was the rusical. I knew it was the rusical, but for the last few episodes since I started back watching Drag Race, I've not been impressed by rusicals. Like every single franchise since I started watching, I've not been impressed by the rusicals. I'm like, I, I don't get it. I felt like maybe it was lost in translation for some of them. And then, but and then some of them I just didn't enjoy it at all. And I was like, I don't understand what what is so great about these rusicals that everybody keeps talking about because I'm not seeing it. But that's just me not watching years and years of Drag Race. I literally just started this year watching from um, España and on till now. So I just was like, I'm not getting the hype about these rusicals, France has just shown me what the hype is about these rusicals. This rusical was the best rusical I've ever seen. It had me in trance from the moment they started to the time they ended. And I was like, maybe it had to do with the fact that I knew what the story was because I know the story of Notre Dame. And I was like, I know what the story is. Maybe that has a lot to do with it. And I just didn't know the other stories or the other origins of the other rusicals that had happened. And I was like, I'll give that the benefit of the doubt. That could be a thing. But also the way they performed this and it was just so good. I was like, I felt all the emotions that everybody was saying. And I was like, I refuse to be in my room at nine o'clock in the morning, sobbing my eyes out. I refused to do it. Be strong, girl. Keep them up there. Keep them up there. But it was so hard because it was so good. And I have to say, I enjoyed this so much. So much. I agree. In an effort to cut down on redundancy, um, I'll just echo everything Lana said. It was great. (laughs) Well, everyone has said, I have to agree with, um, to expand on the dance part, um, there's this one moment that's now living in my head run free, and it's the scene with Junjabe, Kiona, and Mamiwata, where they're all just dancing. Yes. Music. Yes. You got Mamiwata well, th- throwing it down, and then she was doing the well, I was like, which one of them is feminine? Them? Which one of them is Vulcan? Yes. Literally. We'll talk more about it when we talk about the musical itself, but truly, I was like, everything just made so much sense, and it just made for such a fantastic, the best musical I've ever seen. And I've seen all of them. <laughs> like, But we do start the episode and we lost Peach. The internet was in shambles. It was still, people were... Nikki had to release a statement (laughs) because because she got so much hate over it. I ain't never seen seen an elimination on an international franchise turn the franchise into Naomi Shambles because... I think the only other one that might be as close is Ginny Lemon, but that was self-produced. But I mean, they did. 
Yeah, Peach is gone. Uh, we're sad. Yeah, and I think it's worth noting. So we got lots of uh, good comments in our last YouTube video. So it sounds like even more than Nikki getting hate, it seemed like a lot of the hate was directed at Cookie Cunty because people wanted her to go home. I think she's yeah. just kind of been somebody that, that the uh, viewers are kind of done with. So yeah. it was a lot of hate directed to her. Yeah. And so I think the cast like released a joint statement kind of yeah. – telling fans don't send hate towards any queens so I'm, I'm hoping that they've been listening because cookie doesn't deserve that even no. if she wasn't the best uh or if you think she was the best she doesn't deserve that kind of hate i agree but yes peach is gone everybody's sad about it we're still sad about it that's why um, we're black in memory of her <laughs> i wore gray because i chose this out of my suitcase uh, but we come back in the workroom the next day. Everybody's doing their thing. I loved this remix of uh, We Want Nikki. Uh, <laughs> we got kind of like almost like a gospel version. We want Nikki. I loved it. That's just called Flavor Baby. That's just, mm-hmm. no, Are no we, should, we really, should we release our own version of We Want Nikki? And Absolutely just not. Let them have oh. that. Let them okay, have that's that. fine. That's fine. We, we, um, we can't always steal from people. That's what. Well, look, I know, I know, I, some people in people's culture usually steal from people, but we don't do that here on the. That's thing. We here. don't. We appreciate every <laughs> culture around the world. Drag is all over. Drag is the all world. over. It's a fin. <laughs> just rewatched that the other day. Anyway, um, our mini challenge this week. Uh, so they walk in, and Nikki's like announcing the mini challenge and then she's like this fashion faux pas and holds up this sleeveless orange puffer jacket and the acting the acting <laughs> everyone's just like oh, no! it was, it was so great it was so sorry, good. Have fun, sorry to have fun users no, literally i'm sorry. so sorry y'all yeah, it was um, so great i was like yeah crazy and then the mini challenge, we're getting in quick drag. It just keeps getting quicker. Mm-hmm. Quick drag is now, you have 30 seconds to get into drag. Sorry. Like, I think they had five minutes. Five minutes. Um, And then they're playing a parody of the game show Fort Boyard, which is like, from at least what I understand, and please let us know in the comments if, um, if, I'm getting this wrong. It seems like a little bit of a mix for Americans. Feels like a little bit of a mix between like the price is right and fear factor. Kind of. Yeah. <laughs> That's kind of the vibe I was getting. Yeah. Um, but I was like, I don't necessarily know. I, I don't necessarily know what it is, but I was here for it regardless. So they're, they get into their quick drag. Mm-hmm. We have like seven little troughs. And yes. you have to put your hand in it and find the key, and the key is for a lock on the pit cruise jock strap. Wow! How he homosexual! Was, he was one of the hottest pit crew. Oh my seen. god! I was, I, like, oh. I was like, hold on, wait, wait. I still think my current favorite pit crew member is the beautiful, beautiful dark skin man, dark skin big boy on Mexico. Mexico, yeah, yeah. Hundred percent. I'm like, oh hi, <laughs> hi. Him and then the other guy that they used on France a couple weeks ago. I think he was 
the other um no he was in the first episode in the uh photo shoot and i was like yes oh absolutely. that beautiful black man was beautiful oh was- and then couple that with the big boy i was like hello big boy yes Mm-hmm. Come on, big boys. Big boys on the pit crew. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Bye. Um, but yeah, so they go through. So everyone has different things. I think the worst one, it honestly, was for me. it was Cookie. <laughs> I was like, what is, was it Mud? Oh, they hate this girl. <laughs> they hate <laughs> Cookie. They hate her. I was like, is that... I it's hope not. It's mud. I like, I'm gonna. We're gonna hope it to God that it's either melted chocolate or mud. mud. Yeah, it's it catch like, our drift viewers. Because if it was doing, you know, it, oh. well, there's no possible. There's way. no way they would go. No there. way. But but I, think I think it was mud. I think it was mud. Think the it way was. it was clumping up, it, I look, yeah. it looked like it might have been mud, mud or messed up or like melted chocolate. Either um, way, I wouldn't want to stick my hand in it's it. Chocolate. <laughs> I, I, would, I would be scared to. I would be scared because I'm scared the entire time. I've I've only heard of Four Boy Yard because the US tried to do like two versions of it. As I was googling, I was like, Disney XD tried to do their own version of Four Boy Yard. I didn't watch it. I only saw the promos oh. of it. And that's it. Yeah, Disney has. Yeah, Disney has a representation of trying to do like plenty of different games, and they just flop. I guess. The Disney Channel games will always be iconic. I don't know what you're talking right. about. Right. They will. That's the only time it didn't flop. Disney Channel games, not Disney XD. Because Disney No, Disney XD Channel games. games. Disney Channel games. <laughs> <laughs> I, mean, uh, uh, I would be, be scared to like put my things in and put my hand in there because like, what are you making me do, Nikki? You, you know who else was scared? Sarah Forever. Because um, she was like, Like the whole time. I mean, oh my God. This cast. I just can't keep gushing about this cast. Sorry. They're so goofy. I live. Let's be real. This challenge, while it seemed pointless, this was an acting challenge. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. We got Mm -hmm. such good acting from most of them. I will say Mm -hmm. one person took it a bit seriously, and you could tell their competitive side out came out Mm -hmm. and they said, I just want to be fast. (laughs) But that was fine too. But really, the acting we got from it was Kiona. Kiona was was like, I'm not scared of anything. Wham. He (laughs) done what? (laughs) But still, like my standouts as far as acting and performing like you're scared were definitely Sarah and You'll be shocked to hear this. I was gonna say the same thing. Don't worry. It's Moon. It's Moon. Moon. Wow. Moon was great. Moon. Was, like some- I could watch a whole series of Moon just performing in mini challenges. I live for it every time. Truly, like she's, she's my mini uh, challenge queen. I love it. I love honestly, it. Honestly, this almost felt like a this almost felt like a veto challenge to be honest. Because it kind of did. In I'm a like, weird why way. We, I'm like, why are we picking out Vito? Like, why are we getting the little Vito necklace? Because it reminds me of Monday. Because remember, it reminds me of BB22 with the tiny little Vito thing and Davon and stuff. Um, let me get oh, my iconic back. moment. Yes, that is. Yes. Okay. Well, we'll Let's acknowledge that back. moment. Anyway, um, so then they they just have to put their key into the lock, and guess what? Keona wins. As she should. This is Seriously. one of this is like her first challenge win. Her first win. Based off of the Lucy Laduka logic. Yes, come on, first win. Well, we knew it would have to be somebody late in the lineup, but the funniest part was Mommy Watson was like, "What the heck? I could get to drive my key. This is a crime, a criminal crime." <laughs> my new favorite quote of the season. Oh. 
I will say this. Y'all might have enjoyed Moon and y'all might have enjoyed Sarah. I enjoyed Mommy Wata in this challenge. Mommy Wata, she first of all, she gave like the best confessionals to me. And she was just like, wait, what am I doing? What I I, I don't want to do. I, I wholeheartedly agree. I wholeheartedly agree. She was just like, like these caterpillars. Is, these are caterpillars, these are crime. I, like that I felt this like, is a crime, this a criminal is a crime, crime. A criminal crime. I was just like <laughs> I enjoyed Mommy Wata in this Medi challenge. I was like, oh, okay, I'm laughing. Mommy Wata, I'm going to say, I think Mommy Wata is the confessional queen of the season. And I'm her very between happy her and Moon. Between her and Moon. It's I'm, definitely her yeah. and Moon. It's her and Moon. I love them. And Kiona gives why... great confessionals, but obviously. Of course. Right. I think that's why since episode one, I was obsessed with Moon and Mommy Wata. Mm-hmm. And it's because they are so good in the confession. They give main take they give main character energy and that's what I live for. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean it's 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 it, it, they just it this is the thing because like I feel like Sarah Forever is good, but her confessionals aren't the best. Like she gives good confessionals and they're just like, okay, she's just like but, but, Cookie gives very cunty uh um confessionals. But they're like to the point, like this is what I'm doing. Da, 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 da. What do you mean? But like <laughs> Moon and Mommy Wata are so dang funny. Even when they're just good, like telling a point and like this is what it is, it's always a little, you know, like a little nod, like a little for something for I don't know. It's just they just grab me the most. Mm-hmm. And Kiona's like getting yeah. better yeah. as the season yes. goes along. Like she's they right just... up there, like right behind. Yeah. I think she's opening up more. Sorry, Will. I'm sorry. No, you could go ahead. She's just opening up. And so the more she opens up, the better her confessionals get. And it's like, okay, I see you, girl. The longer she's in this this show, the better her stuff is going to get. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. Go ahead, Will. Yeah, it's okay. Um, Honestly, they cast us in great personalities this season, which I live for because... That's what makes great television, you know, casting great personalities. Like, we don't need, like, a bunch of the same fashion queens who all are of a similar body type, a similar sense of style, you know, out here with the Shein and Fashion Nova and AliExpress bodysuits <laughs> and basically have the personality of Plank from Ed, Ed and Eddie. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't like that type of queen, sadly. Like, they're pretty to look at, but not fun to watch on a television show. Mm-hmm. You gotta get like, this show. Like, like this, it feels it still feels like a competition, but this is it also feels like a sitcom in a sense. <laughs> it really does. No, you're so right. Yeah. It really yeah. feels it, it, no, you're so oh, that was so on point. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh my god. Yeah. Like a yeah. Well, and speaking of sitcom, we get um so Kiona for winning the mini challenge gets to cast the maxi challenge, which is the drag version of the Hunchback of Notre Dame. Um, and Kiona takes this very, very seriously. She's like, she sets up a whole grid, which this is exactly how I would do it. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, thanks. I was, I was so happy when I saw Kiona do it, but she was like, I want everyone's first, second, third, and in some cases, even fourth choice mm-hmm. for roles. And then she's going to cast accordingly. Mm-hmm. And I think for the most part, she was fairly fair. However, Ginger got in her feelings a little bit because she got the role that literally no one said they wanted. I and I don't even think she said she wanted it. Um, yeah, I felt we'll talk more about We'll talk more about that one because of the musical, but I think she did well with this role, even though she didn't want it. 
Not a single person did bad in this challenge. Right. Truly, Nobody honestly, and genuinely. No one, no one should have gone home. Yeah, I thought it was interesting seeing what the queens wanted before we watched the Rusical. Just having the context of, of the story of Hunter at Notre Dame and the Disney version as well. It, I was like, why is everybody going for the gargoyle roles? Because that seems like it would be such a small role. And you have to share that role. And I'm like, we just had a gargoyle um, trio in a different Rusical that we recently saw. Um, but yeah, I was so confused. I'm like, why doesn't anybody want Esmeralda? She's like gargoyles. the second lead. Was gar gargoyles? Which Rusical was this? Sorry, Mexi Mexico had, had oh. uh, a trio. They were gargoyle. <laughs> Yeah, I still got. I gotta catch up. My apologies. Oh, you're yeah. good. No, um, yeah, I I thought a very similar thing, and I think that's just recency bias, honestly, um, or at least that's what it was for me because I was like the gargoyle, but seeing the musical, I definitely understood it, and I was like, no, right. that completely makes sense. And um, something else that stood out to me was um, immediately we hear Moon say that she would like to be Malo, which is a male character. And I was like, that's interesting. Like, Moon, you're not going to experience any sort of gender dysphoria with that. Wow. Which we'll get into. Yeah, <laughs> um, but I was like, okay, okay. But I know that she does that character son, which is like her, her drag king yes. persona. So I'm like, okay, so she's very clearly comfortable in her skin. Um, mm -hmm. But I was excited to see it. Um, and we'll, we'll talk about what comes up later on. Well, we're we're there because literally the next segment is. It's something about, so they, you, oh, go ahead, well, sorry. It's something about the trans girls doing male roles or male figures. Like you had Kylie Sonic Love doing Steven Tyler, then Sasha, Sasha as Carl. Carby. Yeah, Carl, and then Carl. this. Move. Yeah, yeah. So we get we get a little bit of the confessional stuff, mind you. Also, we don't get any rehearsal, which honestly, for me, I thought made it even better. Mm -hmm. I was honestly, like, oh, I, was, I have no clue what to expect, and I'm very excited to see what they give. Honestly, I was watching on my TV. I was like, pretend this is my remote for a second, because my remote is mm -hmm. all the way over there, and I don't want to. You're get good. It. You're good. I'm like watching my TV, and I'm like, 25 minutes. What do you mean we're already have to run away? Literally, <laughs> what like, do you mean Nikki's already showing up? <laughs> what do you mean looking? Nikki's looking fabulous. Nikki, like... Nikki, Nikki. Yes. Um, yeah, so we get a little bit of confessional stuff as they're getting ready for the call, And the two big conversations, um, the first one we got is Keona talking about her relationship with her father, how, like, basically, he, uh, Keona was like, I don't want anything to do with him because mm -hmm. he doesn't, he wanted me to be a soldier or a doctor. And obviously, hi, I'm not that. Mm -hmm. And, like, he had very different expectations of who he wanted me to be, and I wasn't ever going to be that for him. Mm -hmm. um, which I relate to on a very, very personal level. So in a lot of ways, I was like, no, I absolutely get what Keona means. Like, I, yeah, I, I get it completely. Mm -hmm. um, so we had that, and then we also have, like you were alluding to, David, we have Moon talking about... Um, taking this male role and she even openly admits she's like I think I overestimated my courage because like I'm dealing with a little bit of conflicting feelings right now and I don't think she outwardly says gender dysphoria yeah she's like I overestimated things 
because this is how I was for 30 years of my life. And uh, it's weird, you know, going back to it because I haven't, I haven't since, mm-hmm. you know, um, since starting my transition. So Ooh, I'm it, 30? Moon's 31. I, believe. I thought she was like in her early 20s. She looks it. That's she looks it. That is a youthful woman. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, but yeah, I I love Moon. Me I really too. love Moon. I, I love Moon. I feel like I love the fact that she was very open about like how over courageous she was. She's like, I fought for this role. I really wanted this role. I thought I could really do this role, she said. And this now getting into this role is taking me to someplace I didn't expect to go, but I should have expected to go because this is, I I love her openness. That one thing about Moon, she's very open, very willing to be vulnerable in front of the girls and on national, on television. And so international international television. And she's like, this is going out to the world. She's so willing to be open and vulnerable. It's beautiful, but it's like, I appreciate that about her. I appreciate that Kiyama's story as well, because you have to make those choices sometimes. If people are not willing to accept who you are, as hard as it is, you have to walk away and say, I don't want anything to do with you because you will not disrupt my peace. You will not disrupt my joy. And even if it's your family, that could be the hardest thing to do. But for your mental sanity, you have to do that sometimes. And I appreciate that she was open enough to say, yeah, as hard as it is, as much as I would have wanted a relationship with my father, I just was not going to put myself through any, you know, torture of, for my, for me being happy. I'm not going to put my happiness on the line just for you to be happy. That's not how this works. So I appreciate that. I appreciate both of them for being so open. And I love that Moon was like, but you know what? As much as this is taking me to a place I didn't want to go. I'm going to push through it. And she did. And she gave an excellent performance. And it was so great. And we'll talk about it when uh, we'll get to into quote, it. To quote um, American Poet Laureate T.S. Madison, eat it up, girl. Is that part? That part. <laughs> well, we're there. So mm-hmm. it is time to talk all the things. But first and foremost, we must discuss our judges. Uh, guest judge, uh, guest judges, we have mm-hmm. plural this week, uh, Juliette Armanet, who is mm-hmm. a pop disco singer, which mm-hmm. we will talk more about a song of hers specifically later on. And I'm going to say one of my favorite guest judges oh, I, I think I've ever seen on Drag Race, and that's Barbara Butch. <laughs> I... I am so obsessed with this woman. Muy lesbian. Muy <laughs> lesbian. I was like, yes, comedy, amazing. The look is great. But also, Nikki fucking doll. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, bitch. What? Incredible. Some of my friends, mutuals on Twitter, on Spaces, were trying to say, oh, Nikki's down, looks how downgraded this season. I'm like, are we watching the same show? I'm like, this is very Yeah, what the hell are y'all laughing about now? I think we we both knew at the same time. We're like, 
Oh my god! We're fighting. That's not because both of y'all were just like so amazing, so great. It's a pain to fight it. I looked down at David. I was like, "Are you seeing what I'm seeing?" I didn't um, think this was that great. I thought it was. <laughs> I didn't like this one as much as I like most of Nikki's outfit. Right. I think this was the one that I'm like, mm. yeah. I, mean, I think the I love her hair and her like everything from the neck up. Great, fabulous. I don't like the, the look, the bodysuit though. Yeah, I don't mind the bodysuit. Looks amazing. I mean, I, mean, I, I just, it's just, I don't. It's not that it's the bodysuit. I just don't like the bodysuit. Right. Of course. See, I think this is a really good example of the host taking what the runway theme is and interpreting it in her own way as to not overshine the contestants. I like That's how cape. I saw it. I mean, I like the cape because I feel like that could be the excess couture part of the, that's of what the I, look. That's what I got from it, at least. And which is fine. Which is, I just don't like the bodysuit and the cutout panels. Yeah. Like, okay, that's sure. for me. Yeah. I was just like, oh. But everything else, I, like I said, I, I love her her hair. I, think I love it's a her Gautier makeup. reference. Sorry, it, it might it, be. It does get Gautier. It might be. But, Gautier or Mugler. Yeah, <laughs> it was just when you and Will was just like, ah, oh, May Zine. I, I just like. And it's yeah, like, like we to me, love me. Right, and, and both of y'all were just like. Again, we all have different taste levels. It all depends on how we're feeling this day. Of course, but I also. I don't want to only shade Nikki. Right, because um, Daphne Berkey. Oh I did not God. like that wig from Daphne. And mm -hmm. No! And this whole book from Daphne Berkey. No! Oh. No! And I didn't like the little blow-up thing. Uh, oh, yeah, oh I loved it. I thought it was, it was cute. Kind of it falling look. down. It was like, falling and it was... Oh, when it was falling like down, it. I was like, Mama, keep your hair up. I but like, I, the guest I, I think the best... The guest, right, I'm going to say the guest judges. Barbara Bush, all period. All of them. Barbara Butch, you are the winner of this week's Maxi Challenge. Stephanie Burke. No. It's giving Stephanie from Lazy Town, but. Yes! Yes! I told you. Absolutely, Stephanie from Lazy Town. I was at first. I was like, why is Daphne Burke a barb? But then I just realized, I was like, oh, this is Stephanie in the revival of Lazy Town. Yeah! Oh, it's a kids' show. You, okay. you don't have kids. Like, You've mm -hmm. never been around kids like that. It's a kids show. My nephews used to oh. love Lazy Town, and I love. I actually love Lazy it's Town a, when they were watching. It is objectively a great show. show. Objectively really a great show. And I was like, but yes, Will, you are correct. Oh my she god, she looks like Stephanie from Lazy Town. David, I will show you a picture after we go. <laughs> okay, I promise you. This wig, uh -uh. but, mm -mm, but we. Well, your will your references are on point today, baby. Yeah, like together, truly baby. and honestly. <laughs> Look, we get flowers. Flowers are due. Will is pulling out the references. Yes, yes, but mama. yes. Let's okay. Let's. let's yes. So we have um, on the ends. We have Sarah and Punani, who are the gargoyles. We have Cookie, who is the narrator. Um, Ginger. Ginger, thank you so much, mm -hmm. uh, Ginger, as Esmeralda. Mm -hmm. I think uh, Mami Wata as the baker. Kiona, obviously, as, um, oh, no. Quasimolo. Quasimolo, thank you. I was like, I don't remember what they called it, Quasimolo. And uh, Moon mm -hmm. as the, a man. The parents. Carl. Malo. 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 This top to bottom, left, right, around the side, the pit crew should have been in the bottom, too. And they didn't even do that <gasps> bad either. No, they were great. 
but I didn't want any of these queens to be in the bottom. No. <laughs> so I'm like, put the pit crew in the bottom. <laughs> I mean, I wouldn't mind a lip sync for your pleasure between the pit crew. Oh. I just think this was so good. Everybody stepped up to the plate and gave what needed to be given. They did what needed to be done. I I enjoyed everybody's part. Even from the biggest part to the smallest part, I enjoyed everybody's part. And that's why I was like, how are they going to judge this? How are they going to say somebody did bad when absolutely nobody did bad? Nobody. Nobody did bad. Everybody did good to me. And everybody took the part that was given to them and shined. And I loved that. I loved it so much from the very beginning when Cookie Country walked out with that book and the the guy, he was, even the pit crew guy was giving me energy in life. And I was like, I'll see you. Um, yes, for sure we are because I, I cannot not talk about them individually because individually they did it so great. So I don't know about how we're going to do this. Should we but, go chronologically, kind of? Uh, how they, how they came cookie. out? Yeah. 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 Sorry. Yeah. Then yeah, let's, let's start, start with, let's go around cookie. and start with Cookie. Lana, yeah. you go. Cookie was amazing. I mean, from the moment she walked out, I was like, okay. I see the narrator. The look was very narrator ish. Um, she gave me that funny, but serious, but funny kind of very camp like narrator. And I just loved it. I just, ugh, I thought she was great. Even with the the way her facial expressions were and how she acted with the guy. And it was just, it was so good. It was so good. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So on paper, Cookie had one of the smaller roles. So we didn't see her as much as a lot of the other people. But I actually think she might have had one of the hardest roles because when you're, when you're mouthing the words to a song, it's pretty easy to know how to go along with it. But she was mouthing the words to a spoken track the entire time, and you could not clock it. She was on every single word. So I was super impressed with how she was able to like not miss a beat with any of the words that her character was saying. Like At first, I, I thought she was actually speaking. Um, so I was very impressed with her. I really thought this was a live musical for a second because I was like, okay, everyone sounds a bit similar to each other's like speaking tones and like singing tones. But then I remembered, I was like, okay, some of these girls' singing tones are a little different. And I'm like, okay, this is a lipstick musical, of course, love that. Um, as someone who wasn't the biggest fan of Cookie Cunty's portrayal on this season so far, like how she's doing in the competition, I'm going to like her, especially with her fashions. Um. She looked amazing. I'm like, this is a hard part. It's like a small part, yet she still managed to stick out for the good reasons. Some of my favorite moments of Cookie, because I agree with everything y'all said, some of my favorite moments were actually her in the background. Um, during the, I forget which ballad part it was, but she's just like holding on to a pit crew member and they're just like vibing in the background and her acting was just so good. Um, and every time she popped up, it just, she stole whatever scene she was in every time she popped in with her little, like, narration moments. And it felt so fluid in the story as well. This is what happens when you get a very well-written rusical and a very well-performed rusical. 
that's kind of what I've come to the conclusion of. But I thought Cookie, I thought honestly, if spoiler, if Kiona hadn't done as well as she did, I could have seen Cookie winning this challenge. And I think I I obviously agree. I think Kiona should have won, but I think Cookie was right there with her. Honestly, um, let I, chronologically, I think next is Mamiwata. Ooh. I think it's Mommy and Kiona were next chronologically. Okay. Let's just talk yes. about Mommy. Let's talk about Mommy Wata. I love Mommy Wata in this. I was like, at first I was like, when she came out with that wig on it, I was like, oh no, that wig is horrible. But she's a baker and I get it. Um, I was like, okay, okay. But I thought she was so like the sweet baker who you see at your local market, who you talk to every day as you pass by. Hello, Mrs. So-and-so. Like, it was very Beauty and the Beast, Baker. Hello, bonjour, bonjour. Hello, Mr. Whatever. And she just gave me that, you know, somebody who you would want to talk to, want to, you know, she you buy some bread from her and then she'll tell you about her kids. And it's, it was just such a good vibe but then when she started breaking it down and they started dancing and it was and I was like oh my god I loved it so much I loved it so much and then when it was her song and it was like yes this is the positive song of the of the of the play this is the moment where everybody's like Excuse me, everybody's talking about love and, and expressing yourself and being free and being who you are. And she just performed it so well that you just had to fall in love with that character. You just had to love her. And it was it was just a it was a great role for her. I think this was a great role for her. It was a good time for having her in this spot so people can see that she's not just a one-note character. Because that was what they were saying about her in the last two challenges, that she was just very one note and didn't give much. I thought she gave plenty, and it was good. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so I I really loved her character. I was a little confused at first. I'm like, wait, what's her connection to, to uh, Quasimalo? And like she explained that she's a friend of Quasimalo's parent. I'm assuming the mom, probably mm -hmm. not the dad. <laughs> but um, mm -hmm. yeah, I just... I found her to be so joyful and so loving. Like she really radiated who her character was supposed to be. And I think it's really important that they included this character because as somebody who is gay, like it's easy to find peers that you can connect to and bond with over being queer or whatever. But we crave that love and support from an adult figure as well. And not everybody has that and so it really it, it got me a bit emotional seeing her character because um it, it's just something that that a person craves you need acceptance from an adult figure and i was fortunate enough to have that um not for my parents because i've never come out to them but ironically um uh todd herzog from survivor um i have talked to his mom so much especially early on when I was coming out and she was the parent figure I needed at the time. And so I really got that from Mommy Wata and man, she was so good, so good. And I just felt the love from her character. 
honestly, she would have been in my top three. Mm-hmm. Same. I definitely, oh shit, I feel like I'm going to cry again. Um, I definitely think she could have been in the top. This is an amazing um, physical performance. Um, I'm part of that like generation where we could just find like plenty of different like adult figures in our lives that could like be like our chosen figures, of course. And sadly, not a lot of people have the privilege to have to find their own chosen families and whatnot. Um, and it was great that um, the baker was like this like big sister figure to Quasimodo and. Then of course the break it the breakdown part. One of my favorite parts of this musical, and I guess it's my favorite part of Drag Race Fans, aside from like the whole Nikki Nikki thing in the workroom. It's like you just have these girls like throwing their back to like this classic music, and then you got her doing the shoe. I was getting legendary flashbacks to freaking which one of them is feminine, yes, which one of them is voking, yes. I was like, I live. Yeah, I think. Again, no one did bad in this. And I think Mami Wacha was a very strong anchor for a lot of the scenes, like especially the ones she was in directly. Um, she she ended up kind of playing, for lack of a better term, the quote-unquote straight man character. But I still think she did so much with the character that I, I, I loved it. Every time you saw her in the background, she was doing something. Her... Her in the background was very similar to me to Cookie. Like she was taking advantage of every opportunity she had, and it was incredible. So we have to Mama, talk about these are actors. Mama, these are actors. <laughs> what can you say about Kiana in this performance besides brilliant? Like her, exactly. That. That literally it like that's she the story was so relevant to her that she just was able to play her life and the fact that the girls trusted her to play this story I mean even though they didn't have a choice she was taking it because she got the choice to do that Mm -hmm. um she was just like just it was brilliant i i think i got very emotional watching her it was in the eyes for me it was her eyes it was the fear when she was talking when her father was talking to her and it was the fear even when the gargoyles was trying to lift her out of what was going on and showing her who she could be and it was like is this really possible can i really just be me and be happy and be free and it was a moment of such vulnerability and beautiful. I was like, I can't. Like, if all we've been talking about the emotional Emmy moments in the workroom that has been like tearing my heart apart week after week on all these franchises, this moment here was the pinnacle of emotional moments that was tearing my heart apart. I was like, I hate, hate, hate knowing that people are going through this that they can't be who they want to be because we uh, we don't accept who they are. 
And it sucks because I'm like, nobody questions straight people about the choices they make in their life. Nobody questions who they want to be with. Nobody questions any of that. But as soon as somebody say, I want to be with someone who's just like me, I want to be with another man or another woman. It's like, what, why? Because I want to, what does it matter? That's just what I feel. That's what I want. That's who I love. And we should just accept that people just love who they love and nobody, I would never, I could never turn away my child and who I then brought, gave life to my, and be like, because you want to be happy. I don't know. No, thank you. I just, I, I can't fathom it, but I hate that people have to go through this, but I love the way she told the story. I love the way she told, I'm, I'm, I'm rambling. I know I'm sorry, but it's so beautiful. My heart aches. But it was so full with this performance. I was like trying to be OG, a soldier, like, don't cry, Lana. It's too early in the morning for you to cry. But I was like, tears were slipping and I was wiping them away quickly. But it was it was so hard. I love this. I love this so so much. I can't sit, I can't say it enough. I love it so much. Yeah, it's interesting because when when we found out what the theme was for the Rusical. Um, my first thought is, who's going to play the Quasimodo um, character? And I was with my roommate and I was like, okay, it could be Cookie, it could be Ginger. I was like, literally, it could be anybody but Kiona. It's not going to be Kiona. Because she's just so put together and I just couldn't picture her in this role. Mm -hmm. But I think that's why it worked is because she went for something that you would not expect her to do. And she absolutely nailed it. Um she didn't lean too far into the pure innocence from her character. It was so believable. It was just like, my heart goes out to anybody who's just completely innocent and cannot get through in life without people just giving them such a hard time. And I completely believe that with her character. And what's really amazing about what she did is being the lead character, she was still able to steal the scene. So many times when she did not have the line, she was still drawing my attention to her. So that's super impress impressive to me. And I'm so happy that the first few weeks of us covering France, I was not easy on Kiona. And I was not easy on her for a reason because I expect really great things for her. And this week and last week, she has really shown what I've come to expect from her. She is absolutely on the best trajectory. So I loved it. Um, I have to agree with both of y'all. I have to agree with everyone on this panel. Um, cue the banner. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> Did what needed to be done. The whole entire session performing. Rip headphone users. But I was like, yes! Yes! <sighs> this was emotional. It was an emotional roller coaster this entire musical. Kiona did what needs to be done. She she said, I've been in the top four weeks on the run. I haven't got a win yet. I'm coming on this bitch mad as hell. I am going to get my win this week. No matter what. And she never has to do. I mean, there really isn't much else to say. She did what needed to be done in every single sense of the term. 
the best performance in a musical ever. Perhaps one of the best for sure. Definitely. Um, 100%. But we can't talk about Kiona the whole time. I'm about to say, you could have kept the next, that banner up for Moon because... Oh, we have Ginger next. Well, Moon is not next, my darling. Oh, we're doing in order of the appearance, guys. Yes, Ginger's yes that was the whole idea. So, yes. Ginger's but still, I, you could still keep it up for me for Ginger because I feel like I'm she amazing. did what needed to be done in this role. Like she I, I would agree. She didn't have a huge role, but the moment she was on that stage, you knew who she, you you paid attention to her. And she took that role and she did it. She got up there, she danced, she was happy. She was that friend to Quasimolo. She just was so good. I enjoyed Ginger so much in this role. I did. I thought she was great. I loved her. I thought, sure, it's not the best. She's not going to have a whole lot of lines, but she didn't need the lines because all she did was she acted throughout the whole thing. And I think when you have a small role, okay, you ain't going to give me no lines to say. I'm going to make sure you look at me even when I ain't got nothing to say. And that's what she did to me. I enjoyed Ginger. I enjoyed it. Exactly. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I'm a little surprised they didn't make this more of an important character than it was, uh, considering her importance to the story. But um, she was great. Like, I was, I was actually really impressed with her dancing in this. She just had so much energy in life. And I was like, I did not know you could move like that girl. Um, but, of course, there's things that you can nitpick. And I did have, like, tiny little nitpicks about Ginger. For me, if I had to rank everybody, she was probably my last place among everybody in this musical. And the main reason, and I'm very glad, I said it to my roommate, and then Nikki said the exact same thing. For me, she painted her eyes so dark that I lost any emotion from her eye. I could not, oh. I could not pick up a single emotion from her eye because I just saw black. And so that was a little bit distracting. But honestly, that's really my only qualm I think I had with her so it was so hard and I really don't think anybody should have gone home uh, this week it should have been a lip sync for the win for me I know um, not everybody will agree with that but yeah she, she was overall very 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 good I she ate for me um, again this is a small role she's she still captivated me of course like of course like I said my favorite moment was her cookie and I mean not her cookie, her mommy and um Kiona all just dancing and then of course like even though Ginger had a little few slip ups I guess but she still did amazing like no one really did bad again I like like we've been saying the whole time no one did bad this was exceptional I do think I will agree with you David I think she would have been if I'm ranking, she would have been last, but like it, it, it's still an incredible performance. Every time she was on screen, I was looking at her mm -hmm. and looking at what she was doing, but I did absolutely agree with the makeup critique. Um, I think that really kind of, it. her body was doing everything it needed to do, but her face in a lot of the scenes wasn't really giving me right. anything. 
unfortunately. And I think that those are the just the the minute things that are going to set people apart in this level of a challenge. Yeah, and she had a lot to concentrate on too, so it would be yeah. easy to lose it in your face. Yeah. All right, Lana. Now you can talk about Moon. <laughs> Put the banner up again. I'm sure going to. Because that's all I have to say. Period. She was amazing. She fought through her demons. And she just did it. It was so good. And she was the very mix of a tyrant parent, but funny in little spots. So you were like, oh, okay, I see you. It was just so good. This whole thing was good. But yeah, she was just so good. Period. I'm not going to hold you. Yeah. Um, well, you can keep up the banner for me because I was so amazed by this. This was Moon's week for me. Like, she's had some strong weeks, but she absolutely killed it here. I think she probably, for me, the most animated character I've seen in a Rusical. Like, it was just so expressive every time. Every little nuance, every word, you could see it on her. And yeah, it was funny she was she she managed to be unlikable but still likable i don't know how it worked but man i really 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 loved moon in this role i really would have loved to see her get a win for this because it was so deserved i'm absolutely thrilled kiona got the win for me i really wanted it to be a double win <laughs> but yeah she was great keep the banner um <laughs> She never has to do the fact that she fought through her dysphoria to play this role amazingly. It's like this is like again, like the second time we've seen a trans girl do like a mask role for a musical. And honestly, like this was fucking phenomenal. Like, you could like she played the role of a big and apparent so well. Yeah, again, she was like very goofy. Like that's something I love about these French girls is that they're very goofy and they don't take themselves seriously for the most part. Um, and she's just a fucking phenomenal. Uh, like she was definitely the top for me. Guess what? I'm keeping the banner up because yes. Um, why does? I think I think if I were to take Kiona out of the equation. <laughs> I think Moon would have been my winner. I really was. I was thrilled with the way she performed this. Her energy, the goofy. There were a, there was a lot of goofy happening, goofy. but uh, everyone had their goofy moments, and it was it was wonderful. Yeah, I just it was so good, top to bottom, left, right, center, diagonal, everything. Boom! It was incredible. Incredible. So the last two we have to talk about are Sarah and Punani. Um, Lana, I will let you choose whoever you would like to discuss first. You can talk about both at the same time, too. But I think they both also deserve their own individual conversations, David Healy, because we did that with everybody else. So, Okay, I'll talk about Punani first, because I thought Punani was so good and very in the moment excuse me, in the moment, and just, I thought she was really good. I thought she was really good. I feel like Sarah and Punani complimented each other so well in this, and I think it was, like, people were like, oh, what y'all, it, like, it was a, a known thing, like, they were going to be good together, because they just are, 
But um, yeah, I thought Punani was really good. I thought she was funny. I love their look. I love the fact that they did put the splatters of white on their face to represent bird poops hanging on that stat being statues and all that. I thought it was really good. Um, yeah, I thought it was good. Sarah. What can you say? Sarah's always funny. Sarah's always great. Sarah's always going to entertain. Sarah's always going to take the spotlight and it's like good. It was good. It was good. That's all I got. It was good. Uh, yeah, I, I thought they were both very good. Um, for me, I was a little surprised because when I was watching, I was like, oh, Sarah's not doing as well as Punani. So when the critiques came and they thought that Sarah was the one doing better, I was like, oh, I'm a little surprised. Not that, that either of them were, were weak and by, by any means. Uh, for me, I just felt a little bit more control from Punani. And I do think Sarah was the more expressive of the two. But sometimes there were like a little, little mistakes here and there. Like even her taking off the gargoyle things and her hair was a little crazy or her trying to do like a uh, a move where she like squatted down and then she got up and she kind of stumbled but caught herself so it was a little bit more manic for me but they both were great and very funny and I can see why they wanted those roles in hindsight um, because they really were like the funny characters even the song about hide hiding their <laughs> you gotta hide the willy <laughs> like, that had me cracking up uh, and Sarah's sunburn, I love that on her face. <laughs> yeah, they were great. Uh, for me, I probably would have had Sarah in the bottom two, but that even feels crazy to say because she was so good. Um, I definitely think I this is controversial. I totally forgot about the gargoyles for a second, but when I did remember them, they were okay to me. They didn't do bad, of course. They weren't the best, but they weren't. I'm not saying they're the best, but they definitely weren't the worst. Um, but they were okay. They did good. Um, for some reason, I've been like into gargoyles. I'm so into gargoyles recently, so <laughs> I've been watching a lot of videos of Verb and Doctor Doofenshmirtz has these gargoyles like on his balcony and shit. Back, back to the, back to these gargoyles, the drag gargoyles, the drag gargoyles, if you will. Um. They did amazing. I, again, everyone did a phenomenal job. Um, Adam, they definitely had to nitpick who was going to be in the bottom, but I probably would have put Sarah as well in the bottom with Bunani. It's a group effort. If it's a group effort, yeah, I'm going to be in the bottom. <laughs> I find that really interesting because I completely disagree. And I love that because I love this on this Legasp. I really thought Sarah was the one that stood out between the two of them, and I absolutely agreed with with the placements. I thought Punani faded in a lot of the scenes. Not only the ones where her and Sarah were acting together, but in the group situation, I couldn't tell you a single thing Punani did in any of the group scenes, where all seven of them were on stage together. Mm -hmm. And I, I can tell you what Sarah was doing, because you get Sarah in the background with her, like, weird gargoyle movements, and, like, the... Mm -hmm. And so, like, I remember that. I couldn't tell you what Punani did. Mm -hmm. And so, for me, again, if we're nitpicking those things, 
I, I can't remember what Punani did. So Flower Forever and the group number was giving you interesting angular love movements. Thank you. Um, and I loved Sarah in the first scene they were in, where she was like the sunburn and literally looked she like painted herself to look like she had a sunburn. I loved it. Um yeah, I really I thought Sarah really, really stood out in a very positive way, even in the moments where it was them together. And for me, Punani faded a little bit. Okay. Mm-hmm. We love disagreements. I love no, it. I, I actually do agree with you. Sarah was oh. more noticeable. Mm-hmm. But it wasn't always for positive reasons for me. Fair enough. No, I'll give you that as well. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, <laughs> it, we're on to the runway. La categoria de mesure couture. Excess couture. Ah. Okay. So I'm just going to say this. I feel... For me, mm-hmm. for me, uh-huh. this was one of the best runways of this season for me. Oh. All around, all around, like everybody. Exactly. They I did, did what needed to be done. Everybody. All came. seven of them. Everybody mm-hmm. came. Okay. I mean, it, look, you might not agree. It might be a ranking level, but everybody did what needed to be done. Okay. I have a distance seven. Very distant seven. Okay, we'll see. We'll see. Okay. Let's jump into it. First up, uh, Cookie Cunty. I'm gonna start with David because I need to hear what this what this is all about, David Healy. Okay, this is my dis no, I'm kidding. I really love this is the best cookies ever looked on this Absolutely. stage. Everything's great about this. I love her shape here. The wig is wigging so well. The that hair hot wig. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I love the pink at the bottom and just how excessive it was. Uh, fitting the theme very well. She looked great. I love this. Um, I enjoyed it. You know, I love me a gown moment. I love these like ruffly thingies or whatever. Like, I love this ruffle train. I've been loving it forever now. So, um, I was again. I'm really got the cookies fashion recently. I mean. Yeah, like I'm glad that Cookie is stepping her cookies up in regards to runaways, um, especially after week two, which I'm still upset about. But at the same time, she's she's doing well. I enjoy it. I didn't think she was <laughs> gonna do anything better than last week's for me, and I ranted and raved over her look last week. But like this look. How did these girls, each one of these girls had to bring a full suitcase just for this look. Mm -hmm. Like, honestly, oh, it was just so good. (laughs) It fit her like a glove. Every moment where we have the pink sort of ruffle situation is just so perfectly placed. The train, the glove, the face. The face, I mean, Cookie's face card, honestly, for me, has never declined. Um, Lana, you just go ahead, because I, I don't even know what else to say. Uh, I'm, I'm going to step in for uh, Eve here when she says we love a good opera glove moment. Yes. This is a, and then now this is a sheer opera glove moment. Like, are you freaking kidding me, Cookie? This hair wig is beyond everything everything i want like 
so excessive, so uh, the volume, uh, so good. Makeup on point, like everything is done correctly. This this dress, this dress is painted on Cookie Country. It's painted on her body. It is so good. It's so dang good. And that train, when she turned around, I was like, not you go have this train with the black in the middle of the train. Like, this, just, ah, uh, it was purely perfection. This is the best Cookie Country has ever looked to me. And I am in love with this whole look. If she comes like this all the time, it's, it's insane. Yeah. Yeah. Scores. <laughs> I gave this a very solid 85. Fall. Fall. Drowning. Stop it. <laughs> Stop I love it. Stop it. Sada forever. <laughs> really, David? No. No, 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 no. It's this no. is not it. This was a positive like shaking of the head. Uh yeah. What is a positive shaking of the head? It's like it's like, like you yeah, is so good. Like, that yeah, that's a positive shaking of the head. So I, I got it. his Thank negative you. shakes of the head is definitely way different from the positive shakes of the head. Mm -hmm. Yep. It's all you know, in the face. <laughs> I absolutely love this. We've seen similar concepts to this on other shows, but not never done like to this extreme. Like excessive is exactly what I'm getting from this. Like she still managed to be covered with all of this measuring tape and still look so fashionable. Um, yeah, I just thought this was adorable. This is what I like about Sarah. I like the weirdo. She is such a weirdo for doing this. So I mm -hmm. love it. I really enjoy this look. It's something, it's a great concept. I enjoy this concept. Um, it's a very beautiful look. Like Sarah has been giving versatility on the runway every single time. I enjoy it, and yeah, that's all. Go ahead, Logan. I love this. I love this. And you know who else did something very similar to this? Nikki Doll. Um, Nikki. But this is better. Sorry, Nikki. Mm -hmm. This was better. Um, I, just every single thing about this was so perfectly done. <laughs> if I had one nitpick the black dress underneath does not look like it fits her as well as i want it to mm. there were a couple moments where she was walking where the dress was kind of bunching in certain places mm. but i still think this is an exceptional look and she looks incredible so yeah this is great i i think if this dress was like a bodycon dress that just fit her body with this tape around it, it would have been so like, ah, but it's still so good. That's like a smallest little thing you could say. I just love, first of all, y'all go act like she ain't wearing a thimble on her head. No, I was like, waiting for somebody to say that. And oh, me too. I'm sitting here like, somebody go talk about this thimble on her head and this big old needle that she's using as a walking cane. Like, are we not seeing this? The props are everything, but this, tape and the tape is so well made and put together like it's not floppy it's it's you got movement and volume and it's it's just a good look it's just a good look i love it scores i gave sarah forever an 88 95 96 
95. Party. <sighs> moon. Okay, so we're not going in order anymore. I wasn't prepared to talk about Moon. This what? is the order that they went in on the runway. It's, it's not, but that's okay. Okay, um, well then blame the Drag Race France Instagram. That's okay. where I pulled it from. Um, so I guess we'll rip off this Band-Aid now. This was my least favorite of the night. Um, oh! It just didn't oh! really work for me. I, I'm not surprised because mm -hmm. I agree 100%. Okay. Yeah, so I, you all know I love me some Moon, and mm -hmm. I really wanted to like this. And I kept trying to think as she was walking down the room, like, how can I force my brain to like this? But I just couldn't. I, I didn't like, I didn't like at first the top part. It just was so simple. And then the, the bottom part was clashing a bit too much for me. I do like the hat. The hat's what works for me the best. And, of course, her face. But overall, I was like, oh, this is not my favorite week for Moon. So I won't, I won't beat a dead horse. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. David Healy, number one Moon Stan account, <laughs> just said that this is the least favorite look of the week. Daniela. This is why I love that you can be honest about your favorite. Mm -hmm. That's well, what you need to be. Go ahead, Will. I'm just, I'm just glad that David's doing this because <laughs> I'm usually the one dragging my things up and right. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's not that personally, it wasn't that bad for me. Um, it's creative. Well, not it's creative, it's definitely great. I love this like um texture at the bottom. I do wish it did have a little shade, but I don't mind it. And then I love the hat as well. I really enjoy this. I think this is I think this is really good. I I love the way that everything is kind of color blocked in this weird, like big geometric way. Um, no, I'm I'm such a fan of this. Her face, incredible. The only issue I will say that I have with this is the hair. I don't know if I like the hair color with this. Um, I wish it was like blonde. I, I think that might have worked a little bit better for me. Or like a straight like share wig almost, but no, hair I really wig? a share a share hair wig. Um, oh. oh, hair wig, hair wig. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, no, I really enjoy it. I, I I'm following side with David. It wasn't my favorite look of the night. I thought the hat was the only thing that I really liked the most. It was because I think the hat is fabulous. And I was like, dang, she, she shipped that over there because she definitely put, put that on no plane nowhere. Like, she shipped that. But other than that, I thought that I didn't like the bag. I didn't like, it just wasn't, it just didn't do it for me. I won't go into full details. I, it just wasn't my favorite. Right. But yeah. it was still okay. It just wasn't my favorite. Yeah, like, I didn't hate it. It's just comparatively. But, and I do, like, as soon as she came out, I'm like, oh. She's not getting the win. Uh, you know. <laughs> but I gave her a 52. 75. You know, I am going to give Moon a 90, but looking at all seven looks together right now, I actually would say maybe this is my least favorite, but it's not by a large margin. So it's a 90. Okay. 
this was just a great runway. Everyone did amazing for the most part. Yeah. I will give this look a 78. Party. Mother is mothering. So hard. The shape of this was insane on her. Oh my gosh. I just love every little curve. Um, Sure, it might have seemed like a little simple compared to some of the other ones that we saw, but it was still just stunning to me. And I really like this fabric. This easily could not have worked with this fabric because it, it looks kind of like 80s Golden Girl, but she still made it look so couture. And oh my gosh, she was just oozing beauty. So I really like this look for her. I love a puff sleeve. I just love puff sleeves. I love the puff sleeves. I love this gown silhouette. Um, like I'm a sucker for puff sleeves. Like I love this garment. Um, the pattern is amazing. She's glowing. I love that for her. This is basically an amazing look, and I'm glad she won. I don't really think I need to say anything else. Lana. Actually, no, I will. I'm going to reclaim my time for just a second. Because the shoulders, the clavicle, the hair wig, the mug, the sleeves, the shape. Oh. Mother. That's all. She's looks amazing. She looks phenomenal. This was her competition to lose to that this week. And she made sure she wouldn't. And that's when she came out, I was like, I know exactly what she is. Like she didn't have to explain this look to me. She might have had to explain this to some of these, these younger kids who don't know the essence and the beauty of Miss Diana Ross. But if you don't know Diana Ross, then you don't get this. But the second she turned around that corner, I was like, Diana Ross and Couture. Fabulous. It was so good. And that I'm was a, even before she said it. I got it. Even before she said it. It was so good. So good. Yeah. That's it. Of course. Okay, I'm going to give her the award for best silhouette of the week. Mm -hmm. um, my score is an 83. Overflowing. Um, of course, I love like the ladies of the 70s, you know, the disco girlies like Diana, Donna Summer, everyone else in that genre. Like, come on now. These are like the blueprints of modern music. My cup is overflowing with cocoa butter, shea butter, whatever the hell she put on her body to make her look that way, because period. Mother eight. Lana. Duh. <laughs> yes! <laughs> I love it. Ginger B. Yeah, I, I really like this. this this felt unexpected for her. Um, so that's something I really love is when Ginger can surprise me. And she surprised me. 
Um, I think the belt is such a great idea here. And she just has like so much edge to her. The only thing I didn't love about this, and you all might know <laughs> because you've heard me critique these enough, the nude illusion underneath was not quite working for me. It didn't look like it that's fit. Right? That's not a that's nude not illusion. illusion. It's just a bodysuit. That's just no. That's not even. That's not even a bodysuit. That's just a goatee corset. That's what I'm saying. It's a corset. Okay. Well, that's I it. got the impression that it was supposed to be matching her skin tone. No. 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 Okay. No. Well, then, if that was not what she was going for, that almost disappoints me even more, <laughs> because. I feel what like you, she could have she could have picked a a better color that was not that close to her skin tone uh, that could have made the 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 belt pop a bit more. Um, so yeah, I did not like that part. Everything else was very good. Um, this is very crafty. Not just playing. Um, this is actually very creative. I love. This like belt being like film and stuff is like very amazing and very creative. I, I definitely would want to wear this. Um, I love the concept of this idea. It was a great look. I don't know what David is talking about. Maybe um, maybe we were watching a different show. Maybe we was watching a different edit. Um, no, I'm just kidding, David. Um, <laughs> I I think it was a great look. Like again, it was a great category. Like everyone did the best to their ability. So what I will say from my understanding of uh, Jean-Paul Gaultier corsetry is that a lot of the corsets that he presented in fashion shows are specifically designed and models were chosen specifically to have corsets that were similar but different enough from their skin color, which I believe is exactly what Ginger is doing here. So they said the goatee, they like, I think it was Daphne mentioned specifically the goatee reference. Mm -hmm. And I got it immediately as well. Um, with that being said, this is phenomenal. Um, this is phenomenal. I'm, you know what? I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to put it up. She did what needed to be done. Mm -hmm. I think this is spectacular. I think this is, this, you know what? This is my favorite thing Ginger wore on the runway. I'm going to definitively say that. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I think this is so good. I feel like this is so not what you expect from Ginger, what I didn't expect from her. And so seeing Ginger pull this out and pull this off in such a way, and I'm like, yes, this this is couture. You ain't gonna see nobody walking down the street wearing a bunch of belts like this. Um, it's excessive because those that belt is huge. It's huge. And the braid, and the long, it was just all very excessive. Everything about this was on point. And I, I didn't mind the, the, the course that I thought it was a good course that it fit her well. It cinched her in like it needed to cinch her in. It was just a good look. I enjoyed this look very much. I was like, you go, Ginger. Very unexpected. I loved it. Scores. I gave this an 80. All that for an 80. <laughs> Everybody <laughs> except one. <laughs> Bye. 90. Fall. Drowning. I love that. Punani. No more fire hangers.
no wire hangers ever. Go ahead, David. Okay, this might be unpopular. This was my favorite of the night. This was so fashionable. This felt like a throwback to like some of some of the old runways I've seen um, from hey, leave her alone. This is incredible. And no, I no, no, I'm talking about are you saying old runways for drag race? No, for this for this week. This was my favorite this week. That's not what I asked you. You said this reminds you of old runways, and oh, I'm no, asking no, 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 no. Okay, good. Yes. Yeah. Um, like I, I recently watched a movie called um, Mrs. Harris Goes to Paris. <gasps> oh, yeah. yeah. It's such a good movie. But this kind yes. of reminds me of some of the runway looks I saw in that movie. Um, but yeah, I just really love the way she incorporated that hanger into her hair and just draping over there. And the, the costume is even connected to the hanger. I really love this. No more wire hangers. No, no. <laughs> no, 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 no. Eight down. Well, mm, not eight down, but the song eight down, of course. But I like this concept. It's kind of cute. And then, of course, I see a little a bit of some cheetah print underneath. Hey. Um, it's cute, I guess. Um, it's a great concept. It's a great look. Um, I I definitely think the accessories definitely was that wire hanger. Even though I don't know why we still use wire hangers to this day, but you know, work. I think the part that throws me off actually is the cheetah print. I don't think it's necessary in this. Mm-hmm. And actually, I'm going to amend my previous statement. I think this is actually my least favorite. But with all that being said, I still think this is a phenomenal look. I think the engineering and the logistics of this look are what I like the most about. Because obviously the 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 wire hanger into the the hair wig, hair hanger wig, if you will, <laughs> um, <laughs> with then the straps of the outfit on it. I love all of that. I think that's really inventive. The cheetah print throws me off. And I honestly wish it was lined with any other fabric. Because then it's, it's a different texture as well, which I didn't love. Um, yeah. Yeah, it's still good. I think Punani looks great, but there are just like the 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 cheetah print is throwing me off. I would agree to some extent. I think I love the concept of this look. I love the fact that she's like it's an oversized dress hanging on a hanger, and when you play in your mom's clothes, you put on this dress and it's so big it's hanging off you. I used to do that. Um, and so the the concept is great. I love the hanger and the hair. Um, I think I do. I don't like the cheetah print as well. I think it being fur ish looking is kind of throwing me off. But I don't know. I feel like I don't know. I like it, but it's just parts that I'm like iffy about. But it's still great. Like I said, I think everybody on this runway did a great job. Everybody, every outfit on this runway was good. It was just some that was just phenomenal, some that was just great, and some that was good. This one to me was good. Of course. To me, this was great. I gave this a 92. I'm going to give this an 85. I'm going to give this an 88. I'm going to give it an 80. 
Mami Wata. Oh, Mami Wata. Mami Wata. Yeah, what I liked about this was that this was just such an unusual look compared to pretty much everybody else. It was just like, I was like, what's going on here? Especially when she had these pieces up high. And most of the time she had them up high. And then they were sleeves. Yes. I just have to say that I'm so sorry because they, and then they were sleeves. Yes. And then they kind of became like the ends of her gloves. So for me, I liked it better like this, but she looks so great. Like I could see this being like a Grace Jones look um, easily. She was stunning. This was one of her best weeks so far on the runway. Beautiful. Excuse me. Um, it's fashion. Um, it's definitely fashion. Um, this is beautiful. Of course, I love like anything in the purple family, purple, pinkish type of family. This is a beautiful look. She always looks beautiful. Her face card never declines. This garment is just wonderful. Even though it's like very excessive, which was the point of the category, it's like very beautiful, very, very high fashion. Very. This is definitely gonna be in fashion week next week or whenever they're doing another fashion week. Eight down. She did what needed to be done. The spirit of Grace Jones entered her body during this runway. I don't know what Grace Jones was doing at the exact moment that this was filmed, but her spirit entered the body of Miss Mami Wata in this moment. And she was giving Grace Jones, she was giving Naomi Campbell, she was giving everything that needed, she did what needed to be done. This is my favorite thing she's worn thus far on the season. So incredibly impressed. So different for her. And I'm very, very... Oh, and it's... Is it pants? Mm-hmm. Oh, my God, it's pants. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, my God, I love it even more. One minute she's SpongeBob, next minute she's Grace She's Jones. pants. I just... The versatility coming from Mamiwata. Like Truly. I said before. Like mm-hmm. I said before, the brassels were pants. Brassels were pants. Lana. I loved it. I think it was beautiful. I her makeup this week was whatever the silver detail was on her head coming down. Mm -hmm. Everything, everything. I think Mommy Wata stepped up this week. She had a really good week this week, and she just showed that she is actually here to be a part of this, and she's here to play. And um, I love that for her. I love that for her because I feel like sometimes people want to underestimate how impressive Mommy Wata can be. And I feel like she's like showing showing up and showing out. And like she was like, I don't even need to put a wig on for this. Give me my scarf. Let me wrap it around. You go see my braids. You go see my, you know, my. And I, I get the whole comparison to Grace Jones, but I feel like everybody always compares Grace Jones to a black woman who puts on a, a head wrap and some, with some garb. I don't think she looked like Grace Jones. I think she is I'm just, sorry. I think she looks like Naomi Campbell on that runway without the Naomi Campbell long hair. Cause it's like that face is giving everything. Everybody always puts Grace Jones with the strong face when it comes to a, a black woman. And I get it, I get it. It's no shade, no tea, but every she ain't Grace Jones. 
she's not Grace Jones. But the look, I can understand why people would say it could be Grace Jones because that's a very Grace Jones-esque look. But she is giving me Naomi Campbell on this runway. She's giving yeah. me mm-hmm. grace and beauty and just in just unapologetically black excellence, period. I'll say yeah. the reason I said Grace Jones specifically was because of the Alea look or the Alaya no, whatever. No, 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 no need. I get it. I understand yeah. why. That's why I say I understand. And I wasn't saying that to make anybody say to give me an explanation because sure, sure, I sure. understand why people say it. But there's other people we can equate this beauty to besides Grace Jones. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I think for me, I just always associate uh, Naomi Campbell. Like for me, her signature, other than her legs, is mm-hmm. that just long, long hair. Yes, long straight hair. hair. Yeah. But if you look in her face, just yeah. don't, I see what you're saying. You take I away the, the hair, you look in the face. That's so Naomi Campbell to me. But that's I do see, I do understand the Grace Jones references. Right. Don't get me wrong, I do because that was yeah. not okay. okay. Scores. I gave this an eighty-one. So. Duh. Duh. <laughs> Two does in one episode. Wow. Duh. Duh. I'm not, not going to go all into that. <laughs> I'm not going to go into all of that and still not give her up. Duh. You know, duh. You already duh. know. You already know. Oh, well, we get a top three. Kona, Moon, Cookie, we don't have a banner for the winner. Hold on. <laughs> Who, could it be? Who could it no. be? I didn't. Was it no. Cookie? Was it was Moon? It, it was the Kiona. No, it was, it was Kiona. Kiona. Yeah. Finally. <laughs> oh, thank goodness. <sighs> it's about damn time. Mm-hmm. Uh, now it's time for Moon to get a win. I'm sure it'll happen. Before I hope they're the only Kiana two that have not been in the like low placement. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm gonna need Kiana to be consistent for the rest of the season. We we are not going for safe. We are not going for low. We are going for high. Safe or is fine. Safe is acceptable. If it means Kiana moves on to the next week of the competition, I am fine with safe. <laughs> if it means if it means Kiana could be Shadow's record, I'm fine. Oh, T, you're so correct. Um, so yes, th- we have those top three, and then immediately Sarah and Mommy are called as just safe. And our bottom two is Punani and Ginger, which unfortunately I did agree with. Legasp. Yeah, I had no qualms with it. It wouldn't have been my bottom two, but it made sense. Sure. It is what it is. I honestly just wanted everybody to stay. I felt like this was the this was the perfect week for a double safe because everybody, like, how do you send somebody home after that rusical? How do you send somebody home after that rusical? And after that runway, how do you do that? I just, I would have been like, eh, absolutely not. We can't send nobody home. If we've got to do a double next week, we can't send nobody home this week because this was too good. Like, can but, we have, can, like, all the rusical episodes now be, like, not eliminations? Like, I don't give a fuck anymore, like. Unless it's bad. <laughs> unless it's bad, then yes, you can send somebody home. But uh, the lip sync, let's talk about the lip sync. Le dernier jour du disco by Juliette Amanet. They both slayed this. And the fact that Punani was like, This is my second lip sync ever. I was like, Wait, really? I missed that. She said that in confessional. She was like, This is my second time lip syncing ever. And you would not have been able to tell. 
Well, no. since Napunani is the um, performer of the duo, so... Yes! <laughs> well, yes! I thought this was a great lip sync. I thought they mm -hmm. both did, they both had the right energy for it. They both were, they used up every inch of the stage. Ginger and the braids just using it. I, I really, I'm going to be honest. I thought Punani was going home. I think Ginger won this lip sync for me. Le gasp. Le gasp. But I'm going to stand behind that. I really think, I think they both did incredible. But for me, I got more energy and more um, of the, the essence of the song from Ginger. Okay. Um, I thought it was pretty close. For me, this is easily my favorite lip sync of the season so far. Um, yeah, like I was, I was so impressed with Ginger and those braids. She just did not stop either. Like I thought she was going to make it like a one little trick thing, but no, she kept going. But still kept it fresh. So I, I really like. I was like, "What's she gonna do? Is she gonna jump up with the braids or something?" Yeah. Mm -hmm. But for me, Punani was my winner, and that's because she was just oozing charisma, even without doing anything flashy. My eyes kept getting drawn to Punani. She was just so sexy, and like, sure, her top was falling down, which makes sense. She didn't have her anger in anymore. Honestly. Mm -hmm bare chest with the skirt i was living for yeah. it i was like that's kind of cunty mm -hmm. but man she looks I, i'm shocked this was her second lip sync because she seems kind of like a lip sync assassin to me i'm not gonna say that after one lip sync <laughs> but... um i thought this could have been a double save but then again you know most of these international franchises don't believe in double saves for some weird ass reason Ugh. Production um, schedules, that's mm -hmm. why. Girl, you could throw in a double somewhere. You could throw in a double elimination somewhere. Or maybe a top four finale. Uh, sure, yeah. Um, They both ate for me. Um, I definitely thought it was a double save, and I was sad about the elimination. Lana, any thoughts? I liked it. I thought this was a great, pro uh, a good lip sync. I like, I don't know about, I, I feel like either one of them could win. It back and forth at some point. I was like, ooh, Panani got this. Oh, nope, Ginger got this. Oh, no, Panani got this. Oh, no, Ginger got this. I think in the end for me, I I would, I think Ginger for me edged her out just a tiny bit, but I can understand why Punani was, you know, still there. And so I'm, I wasn't mad, but, but I mean, about but I'm mad. I'm mad for other reasons, but not because I felt it was super unfair. Um, but yeah. I'm very, very happy that Drag Race France cast someone on this season like Ginger. Mm -hmm. We didn't even talk about the untucked moment where Ginger was like, well, I was mad mm -hmm. because I didn't want this part. This, that, and the third. We didn't even talk about that. And that was iconic. It was. But just i love 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 ginger bitch love ginger bitch love ginger bitch and i don't remember what next week's challenge is i we have a ball the time ball so are we thinking past present future is that kind of maybe what we're thinking i think so maybe that would be cute that would be cute yeah 
But are some of these girls designers? Designers. Mm. Check out our Project Run reviews available on the Cup TV. Um, before we go, it's time for a draft update. <laughs> draft update. Draft update. Um, so <laughs> currently holding strong in last place with with a moon and a dream. Uh, is David. However, your score did go up this week, Yay. so you are now up to seven points. So, uh, holding strong in third with a Punani Amami in a dream <laughs> is me. Uh, I have 12 points. Uh, Eve is holding strong in second place with 28 points. And Lana still went in the draft with 35 points. <sighs> Even after taking a loss. Well, you got a win and a loss. A win so. and a loss. <laughs> like, well, and also, Kiona got the maximum number of points you can earn in an episode, which is six. Yep. Because she won the mini and the maxi, so. Yep. Looking back, <sighs> look, like, looking at Kiona's track now, I'm amazed, to be honest. Like, hi, 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 win. <sighs> and with that being said, thank you so much for joining us for our coverage of Drag Race Falls. Um, we will be back next week to talk about episode six. Good old, come on, the ball, come on, ball, the ball. Um, in the meantime, make sure to click all of the buttons on your preferred audio or visual platform that mean you support us because we support you. Um, make sure to follow us on Instagram, TikTok, Instagram, TikTok, and Twitter at the Cup Pod for all of the most up to date cup news and all of our funny moments because we're pretty funny bitches. Uh, make sure to get your merch link in the description below. And while you're down there in the description, make sure to follow all of us on Twitter because we're also pretty great. So with all that being said, cheers. cheers. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Na 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 na, we are the.